everybody! Hi, friends from Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And filling in for Dan Beecher, I'm Kate Birch. And coming up on the show today, we're going to be talking about... Well, we... we Okay. <laughs> Let's set the stage a little bit. I suggest this almost every year. I love it. And Dan always puts the kibosh on it, which is, I like New Year's resolutions. I, and I... love them. <laughs> I love New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I, I just think that it's a it's a fun time to talk about maybe a little self-betterment. Totally. And, and like a becoming fresh, a better person. Yeah, a fresh start of yourself. Like, because you want to be. I love that. And you have things, new year, new you. You want to just work on some things. I and love so it. We're going to talk about it, why we think it's kind of a, a, a cool thing, uh, and we're going to share a few I as love well. it. But before we do that, do you want to, should we have to, you start? Yeah. I'd be glad to start. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm going to preface this by saying, uh, well, have you ever heard of ASMR? Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody has, right? Yeah. I'm sure if there's anybody out there who has not heard of it, it stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. And it's funny because I actually have a like severe reaction to it that's like the opposite of what a lot of people get. <laughs> like, I know a lot of people love it and it's like so soothing to them. And for me, it like almost makes me like filled with rage oh god <laughs> I, I actually think i have a syndrome like i've looked it up and there's i can't remember what the syndrome's called but it's like the opposite it does the complete opposite of what it should do for people mm-hmm. and it just it's like it makes you want like claw eyes out anyway i have that but <laughs> maybe that's okay. why i thought this was an interesting story because it's all about um apparently there's a, like a new movement of specifically christian asmr <laughs> Which <laughs> okay, but let let's first sort of really get into like like what it kind of sounds like. Okay, so right? like, like I'm the, gonna I'm gonna like I think kind of what it is. It's like soothing talking, and there's like a lot of clicky sounds, and it's and like lots of fingernails on. Yeah, like, there's like there's like a lot of like people will will like the typewriter sounds or like mouth sounds, which mouth sounds like are the, literally. Like drinking or eating sounds, I want to murder when I do that. But people, apparently, it's super comforting to some people. I I really don't get it. There's a real creep factor because it's almost always young girls, women. yeah, women, young uh-huh. women, yeah, on the verge of being girls. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, because there was there was actually one that was like this like twelve year old girl. Oh really? Yeah, I watched like this takedown video of it oh. that was hysterical um, <laughs> i could but, watch that <laughs> yeah and uh and so there's like this thing where it's like it seems like it, there's something sexual yeah and it i don't feels that way to me and like i don't too. quite get but like i know that it's not and so it puts me on edge it puts me on edge too i'm just 100%. like i don't know what this is and what yeah it's kind of creeping me out because yeah. it's all like this whisper whisper i know and it's like I feel like I'd be kind of maybe good at it. Like I kind of want to do it just because I hate it. Some is that's a weird response to it. Anyway, <laughs> but for some people, but for some people, they love it yeah, and yeah, it yeah. gives them like this tingle that goes up their spine. Okay, and it's um, I some people have likened it to like having your hair played with or your back tickled. I love those things. Uh-huh. Give me that like any day, but. <laughs> 
And I, and how nice would it be to have something you could listen to that would give you that experience? But for me, sound most sounds, if I don't just think they're fine and like them, like mm-hmm. annoy me. It's yeah, like okay. nails on the yeah. chalkboard. Okay. So there's this movement towards uh, these this Christian ASMR, and they all have like really funny names. <laughs> So like so okay Christian <laughs> ASMR yeah so I think like like they're, they're like what they're like make like rubbing two crucifixes <laughs> together to make the soothing praying sounds. hands praying hands <laughs> <laughs> like, how, how is it I love this oh, they're just turning the pages of the Bible really loudly. <laughs> <laughs> No, so I, I think basically what it is is like people reading scriptures, like verses of things, or like saying prayers quietly. <laughs> so, so it's just whisper prayers. It's nicely. I think it's whisper prayer and whisper scripture. Okay, but right. uh, but people are loving them. In fact, one of them is called Christian whispers. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I don't uh, like this at all. Oh, I don't either. Um, one of them's called the Healing World Word. I mean, they're like I could imagine there being like Saturday Night Live skit about this. Oh it my feels God. like it's just it's like it's screaming for something <laughs> like that. And there was a, there's a woman. Uh, I think she read like the whole Gospel of Mark and the Book of Ruth. And uh, in whisper, in form. whisper form. And I don't know why this is so funny to me, but I and I don't know the books of the Bible well enough to know like what's going on in those books. But I am I can imagine like this comforting whisper talk where they're like beheading. I don't know like what are the murderous books of the Bible. But I think that <laughs> right. I, the thought of that of her reading those and like this soothing thing, and it being like completely the the words being completely counter to that kind of is hilarious (laughs) to me but anyway i think that actually the most interesting part of this story is um so a lot of people have have done research on asmr and it triggers these parts in the brain that are associated with like reward and emotional arousal and there was some researchers at um, the university of utah where we live who Mm -hmm. were studying actually mormon people's brains when they were like involved in like devotional practices. So I don't know if they were like praying or I'm guessing they were probably praying or reading scriptures because they had to probably be in an MRI or something. Mm -hmm. But during those times, the areas of the brain that were triggered during those that were activated were really similar to the ones triggered during ASMR. And so, you know, People claim to have those good feelings that they get, Mm -hmm. that they associate with God, Mm -hmm. um, are triggered, you know, through ASMR. It's just interesting to me that, you know, that you can almost replicate that that God feeling. What if people could just switch it out for soft talking or like licking donuts or something? I don't know. (laughs) Like so, you can replicate yeah. this, basically this feeling. Cranial massage. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And it's this. It's basically the same. It's. I mean, the funny thing is that they these people, these Christian ASMR people, are are giving people these feelings and then validating that they think it's coming from God yeah. instead of coming from just like a place in the brain that's it's that's like, triggering it. That's devious. And, it that is devious, but yeah. like it, it does make me think. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if? You know, people could learn how to have that same arousal 
that is beneficial to them or that feels good to them in ways that they don't associate with God. That that seems hmm. pretty great. Yeah. That, that could be a good substitution. I, I, I think that's awesome. Anyway, yeah. super interesting. Okay. All right. Well, going to head to Afghanistan. Oh, good where, luck. Where I would like you. Yeah, not personally. <laughs> be safe. Uh, this story, however, <laughs> okay. comes from Afghanistan, uh, where the Taliban, of course, have taken yeah. over and they're like being... They like, I loved them the first moments when they're like, no, this time it's going to be oh, different. Yeah, and totally. it's like, uh-huh, yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to respect women this uh-huh. time. No, of really, we're are. going to. <laughs> um, I would like you to finish this sentence oh, for okay, me. I'll turn. Right? Kind of a little fill in the blank. Okay. Uh, the Taliban have ordered the decapitation oh, of blank. Oh, I'm going to go with um, female uh Police officers. Mannequins. <laughs> <laughs> and it's totally for real. Oh um, apparently shop owners in Afghanistan had already sort of oh. anticipated that mannequins were yeah. going to be a problem. In fact, I think really? we've talked about it on the show. Oh, I had no idea um, that this was a thing. In Islam, you can't replicate human form. But the bodies are okay. Apparently. Mm. Yeah, I know. It's it's kind of weird. So... <laughs> Um, the shop, so a lot of shopkeepers had started putting scarves uh-huh. over, over the head, mm-hmm. just co- and then having the clothes. Yeah, uh, some had actually just put bags yeah. over the head, which that's creepy. hey, that's a good look, <laughs> right? They're, they're like promoting captured. <laughs> the yeah, terrorists have captured these people. <laughs> these is, mannequins. This is our Abu Ghraib <laughs> line of uh, for for oh, fall no. this year. They've uh, some videos hit the social media showing. Uh, men sawing heads off of shop dummies, uh-huh. and uh, they've—it's caused a lot of uh, scorn and criticism, both inside and out Where, uh, of the country. But does it say what they're doing with all the heads? Because now I'm just like really curious. <laughs> just this pile of heads. Yeah, I would assume they're burning, burning, them? or heading to a uh, landfill. landfill or something. Because they the still sort. exist. Yeah, the yeah. What difference does it make? You got to destroy they've, it. You can't yeah. have okay. Any images of human form, which wow. again, they yeah, the, ha- body they, the body is the is human there. form too. But maybe because it's covered. But you were saying they covered the head and that wasn't working. Yeah, that's true. Well, they don't want any, they, they probably don't want that. That seems like you're kind of being a little sneaky, right? They, mm. they want the heads gone. So they know yeah. there are no heads on display right. in Afghanistan wow. because that is bad i was terrified that, yeah. i was terrified of mannequins when i was a little girl. really mm-hmm. they were kind of creepy oh they were so scary to me but it was it was actually and... the heads that scared me the most so really? maybe i was meant to be in afghanistan as a child <laughs> i was no. so afraid no. of the heads no nobody <laughs> nobody was meant to live through this kind of regime no it's absurd um it's only going to get worse before uh. it gets better in afghanistan uh in all ways like it's a humanitarian disaster yeah. There's uh, famine is, yeah. is is setting in. There's no money to get any supplies in, of anything into the country. It's well, really it's it's a terrible disaster. And in a way, the Taliban, I'm going to liken them in a weird way to the Mormon church <laughs> because. Yeah, okay. Yes. OK, l- hear me mm-hmm. out. You know how 
in our state, the Mormon church said, send, you know, your welfare recipients to us. We'll take oh, care of them. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure if this is true, but I feel like maybe I heard something along the lines of the Taliban liking when people are in need and then they have to be the ones to fill it because then you get people who are in need of you. Oh, and God. yeah, then they rely on your services. Oh, so... Well, yeah. they're definitely creating plenty of need. Yes. I mean, we didn't help in that regard no, as a didn't. nation, but, and I don't know how I feel about, you know, all of our policy toward Afghanistan right now, but these poor people, oh, I, I just, I cannot imagine living through or living in a regime mm -mm. that's that sort of controlling and well, ridiculous. Yeah. When they're absolutely fucking ridiculous. When like, they're that nitpicky yeah. about the things that are, you know, that they're seeing as problematic, like yeah. that when that's like probably the easiest, most simple thing. And that yeah. is still a problem. Yeah. Just file the nipples off. Like they did at ZCMI here in <laughs> Salt Lake. <laughs> did they right? do that? The Mormons. Yeah. Oh. Because the Mormon church owned ZCMI, which was <laughs> a department store. That they filed the and nipples they got like off. this shipment of mannequins in that were a little too, Nip, a little pokey, a, a little, little excited. Yeah, exactly. Or cold. Yeah. Chili. And so somebody complained <laughs> wow. and they ordered all the mannequins to have the nipples. So I love the thought. Filed off. But I'm imagining that being somebody's job. <laughs> there, I want to see the person standing there filing the I mean, nipples. You compare like the, the, the Taliban to the Mormon yeah. church. I mean, the, yeah. Similar. It's kind of. Oddly similar. It's not exactly the same thing. Yeah. But yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, my this next story of mine isn't as uh, colorful, let's say, as your story. <laughs> um, but I did come across this this very interesting article that I would almost recommend for people to look up just because I think that they might find it interesting. Mm -hmm. And it's basically a timeline of all the record or a lot of the prayers that had been recorded on January 6th during the insurrection. Prayers from whom? From all sorts of people. So okay. like people that were just like on the rotunda, people who like um, in the Senate. But like the insurrectionists they, themselves. Both. Well, that and apparently there's like a bazillion chaplains, you know. It's oh. it's crazy that, you know, we have prayers going on at the beginning of every um, right. session. But this was just a really odd take seeing both of these like separate entities who are presumably praying to the same God <laughs> kind of asking for similar things and aware of each other in peculiar ways. We know that it's completely useless, mm -hmm. but it's, it's just this weird like glimpse inside how bizarre religion is. Anyway, so I just want to kind of go through it a little bit mm -hmm. and read a few with you just because yeah. I think it's an, this interesting insight. Okay. So um, the religious news services are the ones who had kind of f collected all these. They collected videos and documents and interviews and news reports and compiled this list. So if you if you want to you know, look into it more. You can look that up. So I'm going to start with this Florida pastor who was the pastor for the White House. You'll mm -hmm. remember her, Paula White, mm -hmm. um, and and the opening of the Trump rally on that day. And she, this was about 11 o'clock in the morning, and she's kind of one of the first recorded prayers of that day. Okay. And she's giving this to the attendees right before Trump comes out to talk. Mm -hmm. And I'm so I'm going to just quote some of this for you so that you can kind of get the tone 
Because I think it's interesting <laughs> the different tones that they have, like the similarity at the yeah, differences. So she says, God, you said you honor your word and your name above all things. So as we hold you in, in covenant with you today, let justice be done. Let justice be done. We, the people, have an assurance of a fair and just election. Hear our cry and turn our hearts to you, God. I pray that you would turn the hearts of those who are in power and position to make decisions to walk in your wisdom and do justice justly today for the integrity of democracy and for our nation. So firstly, I find it crazy that as somebody is petitioning God mm-hmm. to for justice, yet is so blind to the fact that even that even if they were given like the reality that that Biden won and it's like okay how would you know if god was saying to you well actually biden won and uh, i'd rather i'd like him to be sworn in you know it's like they are not going to even listen to god if god came down mm-hmm. in like some fiery like I don't know, vision right. and said to them, Biden won the election. Trump actually was voted out. They'd be like throwing rocks at, at oh, God. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Somehow. And it's amazing. Their wants and God's wants always are in alignment. Yeah. It's just whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, uh, the, and they never stop to ask themselves, why is it? That God always wants the same thing that I want. Yeah, it's so right? weird. Or, or maybe am I am I projecting yeah. my wishes? Yeah. I asked God to have Trump win and he lost. So but God probably meant for him to win. <laughs> Clearly. So let's ask again. So there must be demons. Maybe I wasn't clear enough the first time. <laughs> okay. So now I'm gonna move on to the prayer. This happens around noon, so about an hour later, okay. um, to certify the the election. And this is given by a Presbyterian minister. Anyway, I, I feel like this is interesting it's in its own right. So it says, Oh God, our refuge and our strength, a very present help in times of discord and trouble. Mountains crumble, waters rage, nations roar, and yet we need not be afraid, for even now you abide with us in these times of great discord, uncertainty, and unrest. And I'm like, this feels so ironic because literally in like a couple hours, they are going to be fearing for their life. Yeah. And so they've just said this prayer. This is the thing. <laughs> I feel like they're all so clueless in how none of literally none of their prayers are ever answered in right. any way at all. Right. It's like the things that happen in both cases feel like completely why even why even waste our time praying to this God, right? You know, it's like it feels like they're just a waste of time. So it goes on and on. <laughs> There's they have in this as as it moves forward in time, one of the people that they have recorded praying mm-hmm. is one of the oath keepers. Mm. And I think it might be the QAnon shaman. Remember him? Oh, I mean, yeah. he's like to me kind of the face of the insurrection. Oh, yeah. You know, with the painted thing and the, the, the horns. horns. Yeah. Um, Bare-chested. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he um, once they were in the Capitol Rotunda, he was one of, they have a, a recording of him praying. <laughs> I love how he starts off his prayer. He's like, hey, guys, let's pray. <laughs> 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 then he says, 
Uh, Father God, thank you. Thank you for each other. Thank you for letting us stand up for our country and what we believe in. Guide us so we may do your will. I pray that I pray for that. And I pray for these brothers that stand beside me in the name of Jesus. Amen. God didn't answer your prayer, dude. Yeah. At all. Uh And if you if people could just step back and look at all the times that God is not answering their prayers, even remotely. Anyway, this is really interesting for people to look through. It's just a funny timeline of seeing, like, you imagine all the prayers that were being sent up, like, simultaneously. Mm -hmm. There's all these prayers going on with the people outside. They're all praying to like their team God. Yeah. And then inside there's all these people fearing for their life, praying to their team God to be protected. And everybody thinks that God is gonna, you know, it's like this jingoistic, mm-hmm. you know, version of 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 God. Yeah. Who's gonna protect their version of reality. Yeah. And it doesn't do anybody any good ever. Yeah. It's just absurd. And they never stop to think about it. And, and they, to try to reconcile and they never think all of the all of the different prayers. Exactly. Right. Like how how is it that there's all of this different praying going on, mm-hmm. conflicting, mm-hmm. and yet they all believe in the same God. They all believe in the same God. Yeah. And none of their prayers were answered. And they're all wrong about what <laughs> that God wants. I mean, yes. clearly that that God doesn't exist, so it yeah. doesn't want anything. <laughs> but like they they all have conflicting ideas. Yeah. About like who this God is, and yeah. and yet it's it's this. Well, I guess there's Father God and what Jesus God. Like eh, I feel like they mainly conflate those two, though, don't they? <laughs> well, I don't know if you believe in the Trinity. Yeah. Which I, I, anyway, I let's don't not know. go down that route. Anyway, it was Oof. an interesting timeline of that day. We've seen so many different timelines of January sixth, and I had not the, seen the prayer, the prayer timeline, timeline yet, and I was like, hmm, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this is a uh, this article grabbed my attention because it's about a topic that I hold dear to my heart, oh. which is beauty pageants. <laughs> um, Are you pro pro beauty pageant? No. Oh, okay. I hate beauty pageants. <laughs> I think they're I think they're really really where to start, right? With but, what's wrong with beauty pageants? But you do get those wonderful videos. Like, what was the girl who's talking about like North? The map. What is that video? Do oh, you know I which one I'm talking about? No, oh, I, darn I try it. to avoid these kinds okay, of things. Okay, I'm going to find but... it and send it to you. And I'm sure, like, <laughs> I don't even, I'm not articulating it well, but I know your listeners know which one I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> yeah, so apparently in, uh, in Africa, it's the Miss University Africa competition. Okay. Uh, it's a non-bikini, continent-wide mm-hmm. beauty pageant. Good. And uh, they've now had a couple women who've won while wearing a hijab. Okay. And this article makes a big deal about it. Mm-hmm. And it takes this stance of like, isn't this great? So, pro- that- so progressive that women's beauty can be even without their hair showing. <laughs> it's right. amazing. I know. And it will. And, and more than that, they're talking about the it, its inner beauty. Right. Right. Which is also, I, I, I mean, I okay, flowy or... Nicely styled hair. Yeah. It, 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 it complements a, a, a woman and, and, and her looks, I guess. Sure. Right. But like, but it's also like part of this. The reason that beauty pageants are so awful to me uh-huh. is that, it, it, that where 
I know there's like a male equivalent kind of sort of, but there? not really. Oh, I don't think there is. There I think was there's like Mr. Such and Such competitions, but it's always more like a, f- a fitness. fitness thing yeah. rather than like this, all these different talents mm-hmm. and, you know, look how well spoken yes. she is or look, look how many talents she has. Look, look at how, what a look trophy wife poise. she would be. She's so yeah. poised. She, yeah. she knows when to keep her mouth shut, right? <laughs> exactly. And it's just this like... It's this idea of like, like in one way, like people who like, like in this article who are Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is great. Like, it's this like progressive thing where like you were saying, and it's, and it's like, well, no, but the whole, you shouldn't, the people who are like, I just want my inner beauty on, on show, on Uh display as part of this competition, like a, I guess you don't know what's going on here. This is about. Googling and uh, yeah. women and, and objectifying women and putting women on this weird pedestal. That's It's just like, it, yeah. it's all just such a mess, right? Otherwise, couldn't it just be and, like an essay contest? <laughs> <laughs> Submit your essay. <laughs> right. But then like the pictures that go along with the article, it's not inner beauty. No. It's still, no, it's still women who are beautiful. Of course. Right? Yeah. It's just they're wearing... Uh, their hair's covered. Uh, their hair's covered. And that's it. Yeah. And they're, and they're covered down to their wrists and their ankles. Yeah. And there's no bikini around. Yeah. It's still the exact same women are... Objectified. Objects. Yeah. Women totally. are... They're, they're not participants in the greater society. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that like they have to be like this this oh look at how precious well look and at that, how it, it's so offensive well that we're putting and, them up on stage and judging them in and general ju- judging you know in general yeah. like why what the fuck yeah like this is this is sick like yeah. unless it's like you're the you know if you're like really good you have like if it was a talent show sure right we have those <laughs> that's <laughs> there what it should are be talent shows. miss usa should be strictly a talent show it's just america's got talent yeah well, i guess it could be that right yeah look we she have juggles those. so well yeah she's right? she's a ventriloquist yeah yeah it's oh god and and i you know anyway i don't want to harp on it too much because it's just so silly <laughs> well the great thing i i i was listening to some podcast recently and mm-hmm. it was about beauty pageants and Miss America in general and how viewership has just plummeted. And really nobody cares about a beauty pageant anymore. It's just dying out. And so I think, you know, even though they're still going in places and they're trying to reform them in ways that feel, you know, more up to date and more feminist or whatever, it's, it's a bygone thing. And it's, it's kind of run its course. And I'm guessing that we'll be done with it pretty soon. Well, and I'm sorry, I, I have a real problem with this, there is this notion uh, with with liberals, uh-huh. especially in this country, where creating a creating a space for women uh-huh. to be subjugated and being forced to cover themselves is somehow a liberal thing. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, like there's this liberal reaction in the United States about women covering. Mm-hmm. And that, and it's the liberals who are cool with Islam in this country. Oh, right. Right. But, but I think that's just because they've been picked on. And I think, and I, yeah, and I know that's what it is. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, it's like, you shouldn't like these women being forced to cover. Yeah. And I know women say, it's the women who are choice. covering is the same yeah, blah, blah, their blah, choice. Blah. Right. I don't buy it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, 
Like this is part of religious indoctrination. Well, it's yes. And it's and it's sick because you get the person to basically put on their own chains. And their oh, own 100%. Shackles, 100%. Right? Because they, nobody's going to choose to do that if they weren't told to do it. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, and if when you're not having men and women equally told to cover up in the same ways, then there's something problematic. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I know. It is. Is it my turn to say my last? Turn. Yeah. Okay. This story is funny and I love it. And it's about the Pope. And I feel like the Pope is always, <laughs> this Pope is just always saying interesting things. And, <laughs> and this one in particular, I love because I feel like you're almost there, buddy. You've almost figured it out. So, <laughs> okay. so this happened this past week at the Feast of the Epiphany, I think it was last Thursday. And the, the Pope is basically saying his, his plans for the new year and for all the Catholics and kind of like what he hopes for them in this coming year. And in this, he says that he wants them to like think about their religion and he wants to, for them to set aside conventional, external, formal religiosity and embrace this like new path of religion. And so he's like, he's, it seems like he's been thinking about his religion long and hard. And he's like, you know what? (laughs) This thing is oppressive and like, mm, like kind of sucks and nobody's really that into it right now. So I'm going to read you this quote that he said that I just think is amazing because i want him to just read this quote back to himself like 10 times a day until he's like completely convinced himself that his religion is absurd okay so he says have we all been stuck too long nestled inside a conventional external and formal religiosity that no longer warms our hearts and changes our lives do our words and our liturgies ignite in people's hearts a desire to move toward god or are they a dead language that speaks only of itself and to itself and i'm like dude yes that is what your church does that's exactly what it is it is just speaking to itself old things it's just like (laughs) you're almost there like one step further i kind of i just love that he said this to all of his people and then and he goes on to say a couple more quotes that i just found so delightful he's um he's saying the lack of of desire only leads to sadness and indifference to sad communities sad priests or bishops and then he says um (laughs) it's sad when a priest has closed the door of desire sad to fall into clerical functionalism I'm like, are you listening to yourself? It is sad. We all think it's sad that you've stripped desire away from your priests. <laughs> That's exactly what oh, you've done. If to only all- they could. Oh, if only they could listen to. get rid of desire in their priests. <sighs> wow. Well, like, that's true. But when yeah. you're like, you're, you're, you're stripping away any, any way for them to perform. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <sighs> It's just interesting, but I, I, I feel like this is such a prescient talk because it seems like I'm guessing most religions right now are suffering with this exact same thing, which is they're, they are seeing their religions die from the inside Mm -hmm. out. They, or from the outside in either way, it's shriveling. Mm -hmm. People aren't believing it the same way that they used to. We have so many things to build our lives upon that I don't think we need to build them on religion the way Mm -hmm. that we, that people used to. Mm -hmm. And so they're probably seeing that people are doing these rote 
things their their heart isn't in it they're not connecting and they're yeah. not connecting and i feel like great that's the the kind of the death toll for religion hopefully like this hopefully pretends things to come you know right so yeah well can you reform it and keep people in that's does the question. it even need to be and, yeah or, or is the, what does it, it even mean the, have people left religion for different reasons than the pope thinks yeah because i mean that's what that's what it kind of says to me yeah is that he doesn't understand why people are leaving oh i don't think he does he i don't he, he recognizes it right he knows there's a problem yeah he thinks it's because they've lost oh, passion about it yeah and it's let's face it mass is boring totally right yeah and so he's like well they just like being entertained mm -hmm. all the time and it's like i don't think that's it i don't think it's boredom yeah sir well i think he needs to listen to everything he said like listen to the things he says listen when you tell people that they're being selfish because yeah. they have want pets and not kids yeah, exactly and like, ask yourself some serious <laughs> questions like <laughs> yeah. yeah that's awesome <laughs> all right well i got another catholic church okay. story all right uh, also about priests and desire oh and I'm... not good okay um, there's some researchers in, down in australia they've put together a first of its kind project okay. where they are mapping clerical pedophile networks Ooh. right uh and they're finding that they are quote mafia like really yeah in silencing people or in, in silencing what people and how they yeah there's like basically like vows of silence mm -hmm. amongst like the priests who are in the know and who protect each other right right and then, like, with the moving people around in order to protect oh, them. Oh, yeah. I've, and and all of that's that. gone on for a while. Right. But let's see. They, uh, the first mapping effort has linked 99 clergy to 16 pedophile networks in the Melbourne and Bal Ballarat, another uh, part yeah. of Australia, Ballarat Diocese. Wow. The, the, it documents the oral histories of at least 60 or I'm sorry, 50 survivors who, who, who maybe weren't sharing certain details because they didn't know that they were kind of important. Yeah. Apparently. Oh. And so the reasons as they're like, they're listening to these stories mm -hmm. and they're like noticing, they're noticing links. like links. Yeah. And so they're putting people like they're connecting people in this network oh, wow. and they're finding that it's, that it was far more organized like we we've shared stories sure. on the show before about like there there was this one group of pedophile priests that that once they had sort of groomed a, a young man uh -huh. or a boy uh -huh. rather there was a specific crucifix gift <gasps> that they would give him and then he As would be signal. wearing it and then it was a signal to other pedophile oh, priests gross. that he was that he was an easy mark. Oh my right? God. And so wow. like, so we know that there have been like really organized programs, but this is like actually finding like that there was these networks yeah. throughout these dioceses, throughout nations, essentially, yeah. I wonder at least in Australia, but they, they suspect that the, they want to take it as, so on the globally. global level yeah. and start making all of these connections to see how this web oh. works. But they absolutely compare it to, they, to they, the mob. To uh, well, they call them dark networks, uh -huh. uh, which are other sort of organized um, kind of like groups. dark webs. Terrorist of organizations oh. have similar patterns: youth gangs, drug trafficking rings, price fixing cartels, and other criminal enterprises yeah. will have 
the, the, the apparently the pattern of this like network interesting is identical to the same kind of networks that these groups yeah so develop. i wonder i don't know i i wonder how, i don't get really how they come up with that network it sounds really interesting but like can they once they kind of visually see the links between the people how i wonder how they're communicating is it all verbally do they send emails can they like search messages between people to like get there's a lot of, of signs things? and signals okay right, as, as to how they identify in each other mm -hmm. and then the network i think in this kind of case you know who else is is in the group but how right? do they know well apparently it starts a lot of times in seminary oh. right when they're when they're it's kind of like a, a to be game a priest, of telephone probably and they, they start to connect and find each other uh-huh that early wow and then they sort of know who each other are they know who's who can be trusted yeah who can't be and it's all word of mouth right oh, wow. and they they connect but they're hmm. they're they're doing it by interviewing the survivors and saying well he and he yeah those were the two that yeah. molested me and right? then they have and then other people had those exact same ones yeah connect through the survivors stories wow it's fascinating oh. it's Hor it's such a horrifying topic. Yeah, it's horrifying. But what a beautiful thing. Yeah, how cool. To like be exposing it for what it is, and which it, is a sick criminal network. And hopefully it does go global and they end Absolutely. up, you know, and put they, an end to it. Uh, I, if that's even possible, I, I have know. no idea. Yeah. But, but wow. Pretty amazing. That is amazing. Well, if you have anything to say about anything you've heard on the show so far or suggestions for things you'd like to hear on the show, please email us yeah. our email address is podcast at thankgodimatheist.com uh, or you could also leave us a voicemail message the telephone number is 424-666-8442 we'd love to hear your voice uh, there's more show coming up so please stick around Okay. Yes. Now is the time on the show when we like to play audio. This always makes me cringe <laughs> every time I'm like preparing it's, myself. <laughs> it, well, it's funny. You say that and it like my cringe level uh -huh. is like super sensitive. Yeah. Right. Like I cringe. Like your so butt quick. is just clenching uh, right now. <laughs> I avoid this kind of stuff at all costs in my normal life. Oh my gosh. Right? Me too. But for the sake of the show, we take a bullet for all of <laughs> y'all. We are very So we can generous. share some gems with you. This is a gem. Uh, and I this guess. one's really good. Okay. Um, this is uh, from Heidi St. John. Okay. I didn't know who she was. I've never I had heard to of look her. her up. She's a Christian author homeschooler type okay uh she apparently hits the christian speaking circuit she has stuff to say mm. she talks about family a lot okay big surprise um i do like the uh the the quick bio that i uh -huh. i found of her mentioned that she's a republican yeah no shit what? um once you hear what she has <laughs> to say about public libraries okay let's do it God said, I made them male and female in my image. Mm -hmm. yep. And we know that our children are image bearers of the King of Kings That's and the right. Lord of Lords. And this is a spiritual attack against our children. It is. And so it's time for parents to tell the truth. We want to say, no, there are not more than two genders. There are two, are there anomalies? Yes. There are. Uh, are there, there are all kinds of issues that are not 
um, out into the mainstream, but what's happened in the transgender movement is they want to, they're literally indoctrinating our children. You can go down to any public library. The public libraries are disastrous. Yep. Yep. Uh, they're, they're actually evil organizations now because they're, they're run by the American Library Association, which is a wicked organization at its root. And so uh, I turned in my library card years ago. And for a homeschool mom to turn in her library card, it has to be pretty serious, you know? <laughs> but I went down there and I was like, no, the, the, your bathrooms are not safe for my, ch for my children anymore. The books that you're putting, you just saw it in the news again today, the books that you're putting up on the shelves for little children to read are dishonoring to the children, and they're dishonoring to parents. And they won't tell the parents what's inside these books, so the kids are sitting down and they're reading these books and they don't understand that they're slowly being uh, lulled into yes. a completely backwards way of thinking. <laughs> What I don't get is the part they won't tell parents what are in these books. <laughs> I know. Uh, like, uh, is there some special ink that, like, if you're over ten, you can't read it or something? <laughs> well, when you didn't learn to read yourself, it's so crazy to me. It's like, guess what? When the kid's sitting down reading a book, you can be like, "Oh, I actually don't want you to read that one." Yeah. This is the thing I don't get about all these parents who want to ban books. It's yeah. like. Just because you don't want your kid reading that doesn't mean somebody else doesn't want their child reading it. So just how about yeah. your kid doesn't read it? It's a public library. Yeah. There's more than you just you and your your narrow-minded yeah. way. And nobody's forcing you to read yeah. that book. How about yeah. you could skip past it yeah. and pick a different one? I'm actually surprised to hear that there was a Christian who ever really liked like public the public libraries, library. Yeah, I'm right? a little surprised like, about like that too. Like a conservative Republican Christian. Like, yeah. like no, they don't like information broad right. information well like they're saying they don't topics. they please they don't. don't inform our children yeah and then I, I thought it was hilarious in that clip too when she's like there's only two genders right. and then she's like except for that there's actually not and i'm aware of that but like god didn't mean to oh but wait everything he does is on purpose so <laughs> blah, 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 blah. i know you know <laughs> oh golly these people yeah Oh, well, uh, typically on the show at this point, we would do correspondence mm -hmm. and uh, thank new patrons. Uh, but with Dan out of town, yeah, maybe I think wait. we're just going to move on to, okay. the, to, the, to our, uh, our topic I'm for the end of the show. I'm excited about our topic. This is fun. <laughs> I know. I, here's the deal. We'll, we'll, we, we tease it at the beginning of the show. We want to talk about New Year's resolutions. And it doesn't have to be in the context of new years sure. when you decide to that you want to work on something yeah but new year's just gives such a great it's, it's like a fresh yeah little, it just yeah there's a tradition of uh sort of looking forward looking it's a part looking of it's inward. looking back and, and inward in. totally yeah, total yeah, yeah for sure and and uh and and deciding how you want to maybe live going forward mm -hmm. or maybe something you want to work on and and obviously the classics are that you want to lose some weight totally. or whatever. Eat right? better. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Drink less, mm -hmm. which is why January uh -huh. exists. Yeah. Right? But I don't support January. I don't either. <laughs> I don't drink I, that I, much I, anyway, but I, it's like I, 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 I like, can handle it. I like wet and airy. Uh, <laughs> as wet as wet possible. <laughs> I like um, it too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So when I kind of was like, I sort of was like, uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk? You were really excited. I so, was. This it's funny to me actually that you said that you've proposed this to Dan a few many yeah. times because literally every year I'm like, Dan, do you want to write New Year's resolutions with me? Like every year I ask him, and every year he's like, I don't do resolutions. Every year he right. does not believe 
in New Year's resolutions. And right. I am like so excited by them. Even knowing <laughs> that like I will break probably a majority of them mm-hmm. in the first week. But like it doesn't matter if you break, you know, 12. If you did one, if you do yeah. one for a while, that's still one thing that you did. Yeah. Well, you're trying on new habits. Exactly. Right? You gotta and if see they what don't fits. work, they don't work. Right. Exactly. You don't have to like torture yourself. No, right? and I'm good at forgiving myself for for yeah, my failures. Yeah. So it's like it's not that big of a deal when I let myself down with them. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I mean, I think that um I mean for me personally, I don't I don't formally ever sit down and do New Year's resolutions. But when the when the New Year comes along, mm-hmm. I often sort of put a thought in my head. I love that. Of like, and it's usually just one, maybe two things of like, I really need to do X. Mm-hmm. And so for this year, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I, I adopted a new dog. Yes. And, and so part of it in my mind, it, I have a hard time getting out and just getting that minimal level of exercise that oh, they say we're me. supposed to get. I get that. Like 100%. I have a really hard time with me it. Too. I, I, I just, and I'm a, a little bit of a hypochondriac. So Me like, too. I, <laughs> we have so much in common. Um, we, and so like, I, I'm always like, I am the most sedentary person in the world. And I know I'm not. I am. Right? I bet it's, it's me. <laughs> okay. So now you know. You you're number me. one. I'm yeah, number two. Yeah, there we go. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. And so like, I I just decided, I'm like, you know, the we don't have a yard, mm-hmm. right? Or our, our, with our home. And so you have to take the dog for walks. Right. And so I'm like, That's it's not just going to be yeah. a little quick trip out. Mm-hmm. I really want to make like at least one block w- or make it all the way around. Yeah. One of our big giant yeah, our blocks city blocks. here are huge. And that's a half mile yeah. if you go all the way around. That's great. And so I'm just starting with that twice a day. That's a I'm mile. I'm trying to do. That's awesome. And, and, uh, and hopefully like, you know, that just gets my heart up, heart rate up. I think it's great. And, uh, gets the dog and the out, dog, gets extra, yeah. bonding time with the dog. Yeah. He loves it, although it's been so cold. It, yeah. Um, but I'm just trying to keep it up. And the dog keeps you going. Right. I have a dog and I still don't do that. But I also have a yard. <laughs> so, yeah. but I, oh, my dog would be so happy if I took her for a walk every day. Oh, yeah. She needs it. I should yeah. do it for her if not for myself. And see, you can, so... The way that I sometimes have to approach these things is I kind of externalize mm-hmm. how it works, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I create this thing where this and this narrative of he needs to go on a walk. Yeah. Somebody's depending need, on me. I need to go on a walk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the things that having a one-year-old dog uh-huh. also brings into your life, like I'm having, like I get down on the ground and play with him mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And so I just feel like I'm bending you're basically doing yoga i know you are doing yoga doing like down dog yeah you're getting down with the dog dog. yeah no and it it seems really simple and maybe a little simplistic but it's like i just i need these excuses because i I won't do it on my own i just know i won't yeah I'm, i'm in my late 40 or dan's gotten me saying i'm in my late 40s i'm not i'm in my mid 40s and i just i I just see this future of like just sitting around. I know. And I'm like, this can't happen. I'm having I the same to... dialogue in my head. <laughs> like the literally exact same dialogue yeah, in my head. So I so get tough. where you're coming from. Yeah. But the thing I think that's smart about what you're doing, and I think anytime 
like when we're talking about resolutions is if you can find a way to incorporate something into your life where it feels more natural, like Mm -hmm. you were saying, like you're doing it for your dog, you're getting down, you're playing with your dog instead of being like, I'm doing, I'm forcing myself to do this amount of stretches Mm -hmm. per day or whatever. When it's like coming naturally like that, I feel like you're going to incorporate it into your life more easily, at least for for my sort of personality type that. Yeah. Because I one of my resolutions was to do yoga every day and I did it for five days. Oh. And you can count how many days we are into this month. It's more than five. <laughs> so I uh, did I already broke that one. Which is I'm like, that's uh, not really that surprising that I was gonna break that <laughs> one. More importantly, uh-huh. one of my resolutions this year. Um, so I think you and Dan talked about this a little bit maybe on your diary last week, but um we've been talking a lot. I've I've been having this thought myself about expectations mm-hmm. and how painful my expectations can be, like the amount of pain that they can cause in my life mm-hmm. merely by having them. And I've I've always been the person a person who sort of like looks forward to things and has to know what's coming and like mm. wants to be like really prescribed mm. about knowing things and what's mm. coming next and blah, blah, blah. And I think what I've realized lately is that the mo- more I can let go of expectations just broadly mm-hmm. about everything doesn't mean that I am going to let go of like hoping for things or mm. striving for things. Right. I can still have it's that. Different. But having yeah. like this prescribed expectation of I want this by then and this is exactly how I want things to go. And if it doesn't go that way, I'm going to feel really bad about it. Mm. This is something I inherited from my like my mom. My mom's the same way. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of damaging to my personality. So one of the things I have this year is to really work on not necessarily like this isn't something I'm going to overcome necessarily mm-hmm. this year, but I'm going to be more aware of it and I'm going to ask myself questions. And when I see that I have an expectation about a thing mm-hmm. or I see that I've been hurt because of an expectation, I'm just going to take a step back. I'm going to look at it mm-hmm. and I'm really going to just be asking myself a lot of questions about that mm. this year. So that's like yeah. one of the things like like that's a more it's kind of a more abstract change right. that I want to make. But um, but I think that it's it's. It's going to be an important one, and I think it's going to end up helping me in the long run a lot. Yeah. I'm really well, excited about see, it. See, I love this. And I, I think for me, what – like, okay, just to back up a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, people who are religious and mm-hmm. go to church, they think that they go there and they get all this, like, instruction on how to be a better person. Right. They don't. They just tie themselves up in knots over Well, they have excuses. Re- ideas about what morality totally. is and, and all of that. Um, But – I just like the idea because as atheists, we can just go and and do and be yeah. right, and 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 it always turns out that probably the more ethical and moral people that you know in your life are the atheists, probably that, that are in your life. Yeah, um, that's been my experience. But I think that it's like I like taking the opportunity to be introspective mm-hmm. and say, what do I need? What what can I work on? as a human being or just just about me like for me mine's kind of a physical thing yeah. right yours is more like this internal thing that you want to work yeah. on and and i i just think that it's i just love the excuse to actually and the reminder me too. to do it me too i know? get excited by it every year like on the 31st of december i'm always like 
that little excitement of like, yeah, what if this is a time exactly like you said, where you get to to step back, study yourself Mm -hmm. and really ask yourself some serious questions about like you get one life. I mean, like we especially when you're an atheist believe that you get one. You might as well put as much effort into it as you can to get what you want out of it. And yeah, so I love the, the, I also love that same excuse, ask myself questions about what I want, mm-hmm. ask myself questions about who I want to be, you know, whether it's to myself or with in my relationships or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, like you brought up religion and I think it's very interesting because it's almost like when you have that excuse of the morality built into your religion, mm. you, it, it almost asks you don't do that introspection, you know? Right. You kind of, it's like, that's a step that's sort of taken away from you because your list is already there. Right. Well, and the motive, the motivators are more Mm guilt-based and shame-based rather than just feeling the, an inner push to, to, to be better. Yeah. To, to work on yourself. To strive towards something. Yeah. Yeah. To, uh, to have some expectations about the next year. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? I feel it is actually very funny. And I was thinking of that as I was saying it. Like, it's funny to say that I'm getting rid of an expectation when literally the thing I'm saying is I'm going to expect something of myself that is kind of ironic. But <laughs> no, 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 no. I totally, I get it. Like anybody who, like our patrons uh, last week would have heard a conversation uh-huh. where I was on the Frank and Dan Diaries talking about my expectations for sort of end of life uh-huh, for aging. Because, mm-hmm. Yeah. Aging end of life. And, and because Dan was talking about his mom and just kind of going through a rough period yeah. in her life. Yeah. Right. And things probably aren't going to get better. Right. And she's, yeah. she's had expectations about what, how she wanted the, the end of her life, to, end be. Of life yeah. to be. And it's, it's not, it's not there. Right. And I was, I was just like, well, I have like, no, expectations for it to be good yeah right like i expect it to be kind of awful and if it's not the worst thing i'm imagining i'll be i'll be relieved that is actually the funny thing about expectations though maybe bad expectations sometimes can be like oh that was better than i expect it kind of inoculates (laughs) you against the disappointment almost a little bit i mean but that's kind of a different thing a a negative expectation is not what you're talking about and uh (laughs) but nonetheless so do you have any other uh resolutions besides the walking um yeah uh there there are things i want to get done this year Mm -hmm. um but they're not really fun ones like are there is there anything exciting I mean, things that we want to do, I, we want to get a couple trips in. Yes. But don't, oh my I'm gosh. not getting my hopes up just yes. with everything that's going on. A friend has invited us to go along on a trip to Hawaii, which oh, we'll probably so do nice. as long as everything works out. Yeah. Uh, another friend wants to take a trip to Europe. I don't know that, that we're going to That one might be, able be a little bit more. In. Yeah. That one seems... I. That one's a little tougher to get to gauge, the, yeah, to, to, to figure out. But I think the Hawaii one will work, uh, will work out, and, and we'll get to go and and have some some warm weather. Probably, hopefully, like like Aprilish. Oh, that sounds right? lovely. Or March, yeah. Maybe? I don't know. Like that would be a great time to go. Yeah, that would be lovely. Get out of cold, cold Utah. But no, like the the work on yourself stuff. I don't know. I I don't. I kind of have this thing in general lately where 
I'm just, I try to be nice and I try to be good mm -hmm. and I try not to lose my shit like I used to. <laughs> that's right? great. And, and that's just kind of like the always on my mind. Yeah. And I awareness. think it's pretty all encompassing. Yeah. And so they don't have these little tiny things. And otherwise I don't let a lot of things really bother me. Uh-huh. 20, what, what was last year? 2021 was uh -huh. a rough year. For, it was a rough year like, for almost everyone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but like our house flooded and my dog oh, died yeah. and like there was some It was, was a hard stuff. one. It was a hard <laughs> one for sure. And in the moment those are hard, but then I, I kind of just always bounce back, Move back and, easily and, and, and keep up my low expectations. There you and go. And it's really honestly like I love that you're, yeah. I, I wish you all the best in low expectations because <laughs> yeah. it's working. It's been working it's great been for great me. It's been great for you. <laughs> I, I'm excited to, t I will have to do like, like a report back at the end yeah, of the year and let you goes. know how it, how it's going. As Since I've set my expectations low, <laughs> life has been so much happier and better. I'm telling you, I think. It, I'm so like people are always, well, boy, we're way off on a tangent, but, <laughs> but people are obsessed with the idea of happiness mm -hmm. and I'm, and I rejected that years ago. Yeah. I want contentment. Interesting. So I, I'm opposite of you. Okay. I, I'm a happiness person and okay. my ex-husband was a contentment person. Oh, really? And I, and he was always frustrated with me because I wasn't content, but I think I just wasn't content in the same things that he wanted. There you go. That was kind of where it yeah. butted up against yeah. each other. It was hmm. like, yeah, but I like I still have like these passions and desires and stuff yeah. and like I'm an excitement that I want to fulfill and yeah. and it basically it seemed like what he was describing to me was just boring. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I don't want to get on board with that. Well, I'll tell you one resolution. Yes. And you're a part of it. <gasps> what is it? photography I know. class yes and actually no <laughs> we are doing this we are i'm gonna buy yeah because i'm looking into buying a, a new camera okay and i i saw would you be interested in you were saying landscape right yeah or, i would love I, anything but landscape would so be there's great. this yeah. guy online anyway, let's talk okay. after the show let's not get too in the weeds on that and let's talk when it's all wrapped up which at this point I, I think we can wrap up there. Yeah. Right? Our okay. Talk, our talk about resolutions. I've got so many more I, I could made list. <laughs> I've got so many. Do you want to just do, rattle some off real quick? No, they're dumb. Okay. I mean, they're like, nobody's going to really care about all my projects. But it literally, they're just like all these projects. Yeah. I'm like, just get so excited about like, mm, <laughs> well, I'm going to do all this stuff. <laughs> well, if you'd like to tell us about <laughs> your resolutions, dear listeners, yes, write it. I'm ex I would love to hear. I want to hear what I people are working on hear. this year. Yeah. Like, I really like i i i don't know what it is it's a topic that it's, generally excites me. it excites me too it's potential and yeah. i just i love that yeah. i love seeing the potential <laughs> well write in to us tell us what what you're up to podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message and tell us about it using your voice i want to hear i know yeah 424-666-8442 is the telephone number and if you would like to join our members only lounges, we have two of them. They're one, great. One on Facebook, one on Discord. Go to thankgodimatheist.com slash members only. And that's how you get over to that. Big thanks to our supporters. We really can't do it without you. So so thanks so much for, for your support. If you'd like to join them, please go to thankgodimatheist.com and click on the support tab. Other than that, I feel like I, I skipped something that Dan normally says. He oh, said he thanks your thank, people who do your music. The music. Yeah. Yes. So we need to thank the Red Rock Hot Club and Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. And thanks to all of you for listening. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.